Welcome to another episode of Men's Bible Study. Pastor John Mark returns to continue our series, Patterns of Great Men. We're going to be reading through 1 Chronicles chapter 4 today as we learn about a man by the name of Jabez. And Pastor John Mark will highlight the patterns going on in Jabez's life. Now, let's hear from John Mark. Uh, hey guys, I want to invite you to do me a favor. Just turn to two verses today. Uh, we started a series a while back entitled Patterns of Great Men. Patterns of Great Men. And uh, as, we, as I was thinking and praying about what, uh, uh, what to talk about today, I was just drawn to really two verses in, in the Old Testament, uh, 1 Chronicles chapter 4. Uh, what we know about 1 Chronicles and a lot, of the, a lot of the Old Testament books, there are a lot of books and, and sometimes there's just a bunch of lists, right? There's just a bunch of names and this dude beget this dude and this dude beget this dude and this dude beget this dude. And uh, right in the middle of one of these lists of, um, of this guy beget this guy is a guy named Jabez. Uh, a number of years ago, a guy uh, wrote a book, a very, uh, very good book, if you don't, you've never read it, just called The Prayer of Jabez. And uh, so I thought I would just pause today and talk to us uh, about some of the patterns that we see in Jabez's life. And again, it's, it's kind of interesting. He's just in a list of a bunch of people that this guy had this guy who had this guy who had this guy. And then all of a sudden, right in the middle of that list, two verses are devoted to this dude. And you're like, well, what makes that guy so special? And so that's why I thought, you know, as we're going through a series entitled Patterns of Great Men, we might just pause and say, well, let's just see uh, what made this guy special and see if from these two verses, by the way, this is all we know about him. Jesus doesn't roll through the Old Testament. You remember uh, our father, Jabez. You know, you don't see Peter referencing back uh, to our grandfather uh, Jabez. You don't see uh, in the book of Revelation that uh, when they're talking about the Old Testament people, they don't bring up date Jabez. They, it, he's just a dude, but he's a pretty impressive dude. As best we can tell from these two verses. And sometimes what's really good, and I always like to glean principles and pull things out, what's really good uh, about uh, sometimes when all we're told are just a couple of things about him, it's real easy to find the principles because they're in two verses. And so as we look at this, let me, just, let me just read this for you. By the way, if you want to know what his name means, Jabez, it just means pain or sorrowful. Uh, how, how many of you are sitting next to a Jabez right now? I mean, just every time you show, yeah, look at all three of these guys next to each other. Uh, I mean, you just show up every Tuesday and you, you, you ever walked up? Let's be honest. I mean, I, I, I want you to know as your pastor, I, I do this when I come up to some of y'all. Uh, I walk at y'all. I'm going to shake your hand. I just know in my mind, this is going to be painful, right? <laughs> this is going to be painful. So, uh, but how many of you know somebody in your life like that, of a part of being in God's house? You love them anyway. Yeah, some of you are volunteers to be my most painful member. Uh, all right, but this one, it means sorrow maker. It means painful, all right? So of all the people in this list, why would this dude who, now, I, I don't know what, what kind of process y'all went through when you named your kids, but we actually bought a baby book. How many of you have bought a baby book? That uh, you begin to read, you know, when Gina found out she was pregnant, uh, I don't know how that happened, uh, but she went out and bought a book. And so we're driving, whether it's going back and forth to Houston to see family or whatever, we just started reading through the book. All right, what does this mean? And what does this mean? And when was this popular? And when was this popular? And I, I don't know why, so I, I don't know what baby book 
You know, Jabez's mom was reading to come up with, you know, I just had you. And look at him and say, you just look painful, right? That's what she did. She looked at him and said, sorrowful. I'm going to name you sorrowful. I'm going to name you painful. Now, we'll tell you, some Hebrew commentators believe <laughs> that, um, that it, it applied to his childbirth, that he was painful. Some, maybe he was breach or something like that. But there are other commentators that believe that uh, somehow Jabez might have had some sort of handicap. That as a child, he just seemed like he was going through a lot of pain or a lot of sorrow. And a lot of times in the uh, Old Testament, especially, they would name a person based on what they were like. And so here this guy named Sorrowful or Painful. And maybe you're in a season of your life, a difficulty in your life, a time in your life or in your relationships, that you're walking through some sorrowful things. things. You're walking through some hard things. Maybe it is in your marriage, or maybe it's in your work, or maybe it's uh, in your own mind, or maybe it's with your kids, or uh, in relationships or something. Maybe you're walking through some painful seasons. When you look at your life today and you look at your life yesterday, you, you, you can think of more joyful days. And you long for those days to come back. Maybe some of the principles we glean from these two verses will help us today become kind of the men that God wants us to be. So let's just read these two verses. Here's what it says. It says, Jabez was more honorable. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. Excuse me, my iPad was acting up. Still acting up. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. Uh, his mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. It says, Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me. And enlarge my territory. Let me, listen to this, let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I would be free from pain. And it says, and God granted Jabez his request. You know, as you think about that, what made Jabez so special? You know, right, right here in the middle of this uh, list of 600 names, what made him so special? If you look through and you read through, man, more importantly, why did God grant his request? How many of you ever prayed for something and, and you don't feel like God gave it to you? I mean, we'd all have to be honest in that. Why did God grant his request? What made him so special? Uh, was it his life? Was it the pain? Was he just lucky? And as I think about this guy, Jabez, who stands out, look at it. It says, and God granted his request to enlarge his kingdom to protect him. Hey, here's another question. A lot of times it's easy to focus on Jabez. What if you're one of the other 599 dudes on the list? How do you look at Jabez? God, why did you enlarge his territory? Why did you bless him? You get what I'm doing here? What if you were one of the other 500? How many of you, don't point at him. But seriously, let's be honest. How many of you, man, you've served God a little. You've loved God a little. Been faithful to God a little. But you've got a guy in your life that kind of is jabezing you. You know what I'm talking about? It just seems like everything they touch turns to gold. Everything they do seems to be a little better than yours. 
It seems like when they invest something or when they say something or when they have something, their, their, their territory enlarges, is enlarged just a little bigger than yours. And imagine you're one of those other 599 guys. And I just thought, man, what, what would I be? Let's say, let's say that I'm the dude listed right before Jabez. Or I'm the dude listed, listed right after Jabez. And I look at Jabez. What is, let's be honest, what would be our natural response? And it's okay to be honest here. How many of you think you'd be a little jealous? Yeah. I think jealousy is a natural thing. Can I, I, I just simply being jealous of somebody else and their success? Guys, that's not a sin. I think that's natural. Now, we don't want to live in a comparison trap where we're constantly comparing ourselves to others because we'll always ultimately lose because we have a tendency to look at for someone else's strengths and we compare them against our weaknesses. But I think if you're one of the other dudes in the list, that we can go into a comparison trap, and I think we can get jealous. I, I, I thought, man, if I'm one of the other guys in, in the list, I am going to compare. All right, so my territory is being enlarged a little bit. His was enlarged a lot. God's, God's hand seems to be with me a little bit. Boy, it really seems like God's hand's with him a lot. And so maybe you're sitting here today, and, and, and you, you can think of other people in your life who, when it comes to a list of friends or names, there's a Jabez in your life that God just seems to be blessing in every way. Can, can I just suggest a different response today? Can I just suggest a different response today to someone that God is really blessing? Instead of us comparing ourselves to them, and instead of us being jealous of them, how about we try to learn from what they do well and see if there are some principles that we can glean from their life that may make me a little more successful, that may allow God to bless me a little more. And so that's why I want to jump to Jabez. And so I don't know if you feel like, and man, I hope so. I hope you feel like, you know, my name's not Jabez, but I'm kind of Jabez. God is being good to me. He's enlarging my territory. He's protecting me. His hand's with me. I pray that for everybody in this room and all the guys on Zoom. But my guess is, if you're like me, a lot of times we feel like the other dudes on the list. Do you understand what I'm talking about? So what I want to do today is I want to give us some ideas for what if you're the other guy on the list, what can we learn from Jabez's life? And so let me give you a couple of thoughts. When we think about success, you know, a lot of times um, we can, there are, there are times if we're the other guys on the list, um, there are a lot of times people say, well, you know, being a Christian isn't about success. I'm like, really? I, I think we're told throughout scripture, whatever you do, and word or deed, do it with all of your might. I think being successful is a good thing, but I think there are times that um, there's some common problems. And here's an encouragement. Don't ever, guys, let fear masquerade as humility. 
Don't ever let fear masquerade as humility. I think a lot of times Christian men are held back because they're fearful to learn something new, fearful to try something new. And what they do is they allow fear in their life because they're fear, afraid of failure. Masquerade is being humble. And you go, well, you know, I'm just going to leave all that to someone else. I, that's just somebody else's job. That's just not me. Guys, don't ever let fear, if you've got a fear in your life, figure out how God in His power and His Spirit wants you to overcome that spirit, that, that fear. Don't let it masquerade as humility. Here's another thing. Don't let laziness masquerade as contentment. Don't let, don't let laziness masquerade as contentment. You know, there's a lot being said. How many of you know it's good to be content, right? Paul, Paul in Philippians, he, he says, you know, I've learned whether I have a lot, I'm content. Whether I have little, I'm content. He, he says, you know, what, what, whether I'm, uh, I'm cold or whether I'm hot, I'm content. He says, well, whether I'm well-fed or whether I'm hungry, I'm content. How many of you know contentment's a good thing, right? That's a good biblical thing. However... Don't ever be content with being lazy because Paul would say this. He says, you know what? When I was hungry in those seasons and I learned to be content, I had worked my tail off. When I was successful and I was content, it was because I'd worked my tail off. When I failed and was still content, it's because I'd worked my tail off. He says, there were times that I worked my tail off sharing the gospel and God uh, exploded the church. And he goes, man, I was content. He goes, there were other times I, I preached and I shared the gospel and I worked my tail off and I got thrown in prison. I'm content. So let me give you my definition. You, this is just me just kind of working through as I was thinking through this last night. Here's kind of my thought on contentment, where you are. Here's when I'm going to be content. After I've worked my tail off to be as good as I possibly can, and after I've done everything I possibly can, and after I've served God as faithfully as I can, then and only then I'll take what comes my way. That's contentment. And so the invitation, guys, when we think about looking and being all that God wants us to be, man, let's don't let fear masquerade as humility. Don't let laziness masquerade as contentment. And as you think about it, don't let mediocrity masquerade as spirituality. Let's be as good as we can. Can I tell you, as I just look at the guys in this room, I guarantee you want to see a difference made in this church. You let just the dudes in this room Say in their hearts and say in their minds, I'm about to be everything I possibly can for God and for this church. How many of you think that'd make a difference in this church? Every one of us. So listen, guys, I want us to be a content people. Guys, I want us to be content. But it's after I've worked my tail off, after I've given everything I can to my relationships and to my God, after I've served, after I've done everything I can, after I put it all out there. And then after I put it out there, whether I win or lose, I'm good. But man, it's like we're talking to some friends in here and talking about baseball season is about to start. Man, the worst thing in the world is when you watch a batter, and you'll see it in the major leagues sometime this year, walks up to the plate, 
Strikes out, never swings the bat. How many of you have seen that? How many of you know he didn't have much of a chance? That guy goes back to the bench, has to walk past his coach. He ought not to be content. How many of you understand? You go, well, that's what God wanted. No, pretty much God wanted you to swing the bat. <laughs> that's why he created trees, right? And so, guys, I'm just going to tell you, I want to encourage us. Let's be dudes that walk up to the plate each and every day, swinging the bat. And guess what? If I'm not, I'm not swinging the bat as best I can or as good as I can, let's go do some work, right? And then when I go back to the plate, I want to swing a little better. I want to swing a little faster. I want to have a little more power behind it. I want to choose a better pitch. And then we can be content once we've done everything we can for God. So there's kind of the idea. Don't let fear hold you back. Don't be lazy. Don't accept mediocrity when God wants more from you. So let me give you a couple of thoughts. What did Jabez have? And my encouragement, write these down. What did Jabez had that laid the groundwork for him to be successful? And I'll just roll through these pretty quickly. Number one, apparently he had pretty solid character. He had pretty solid, solid character. You say, where do you see that, Pastor? Right there in verse 9. It says, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. Now, you've got two ways to, to look at that. Who knows? He may just have had, a really, had some really sorry brothers, how many of you know? And it wasn't hard, right? You say, hey, they're all a bunch of louses. He was the least lousy, right? I don't think that's what that's saying. It's saying there's something about Jabez that when you were talking to him, you knew he was telling you what he, the truth. He was telling you what he had. He wasn't pretending to be more than he was. So thought number one, how's your character? Man, as you're thinking about, about preparing a way for God to enlarge your territory, man, are, are you a person of character? Do you, do you say what you mean and mean what you say day by day? Do people understand that when you walk up and you look into their eyes and you talk to them about God or talk to them about your relationship or talk about doing this, that they believe you wholeheartedly? Or are you the kind of guy that when you talk up and you, you come up and you say something about someone or you do this, or that, they know you're going to walk off and you're going to talk about them? Man, we want to be the kind of people that, that somehow, some way, other dudes look at each other and say, he's more honorable. And my prayer and the invitation to us as the men of Cottonwood Creek is that we'd be the kind of men that say, listen, I can't do anything about yesterday. But beginning today, I'm going to be more honorable than I was yesterday. And tomorrow, my prayer is I'm going to be more honorable tomorrow than I was today. And that begins to set the basis, the character basis, the foundation for God to enlarge our territory. And so I think it's just really, it says just Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. Man, we want to be the kind of men that we don't say, well, I just need to surround myself with some sorry dudes. I'll look better. No, no, no. Let's challenge each other to be more honorable day by day. And I think sometimes that means we need to call out a brother. We say, hey, man, you need to back down on that a little bit. You need to amplify this a little bit. 
So thought number one, Jabez, man, he had great character. I think another thing we have to be honest about, apparently from some of the commentators, um, Jabez didn't have an easy road. His name meant sorrowful, painful. There are, there are several Hebrew commentators will say, you know, they typically name a person in the Hebrew days based on something about them. Well, if you name Jabez sorrowful or deep pain, probably he had some sort of handicap. So, so here's what we need to know. Jabez had an uphill battle. So guys, if you're sitting here wondering, can God use me and can God bless me? And you feel like all of your life is an uphill battle. Welcome to Jabez territory. Welcome to Jabez territory. I don't know what it is. All right. And by the way, we got two verses. Everybody say two verses. That's all we know. But let's glean what we can. Uh, apparently, if your name's sorrowful, I mean, can you imagine, you know, if I'm sitting there, if, you, if, if you're looking at me and it, my name's not John Mark, it's just sorry. Well, who named you sorry? Your dad? Just that's what he called me all the time, sorry. That wouldn't be very good. But everybody walked around. Everybody knew him. Who's that? Jabez. Oh, the painful one. Sorrowful one. My guess is there was a story that they knew. Hey, did you hear? Did you hear how I got that name? And so maybe some of you, there's some stories about you, about a painful past, a broken past, a sinful past, and you feel like life from this point on is going to be an uphill battle. I just say, welcome to Jabez territory. Let your character shine and be willing to face an uphill battle, regardless of what comes your way. Here's what we do know from Jabez as you look at it. You know, if you just look at the word Jabez means sorrowful or, or, or brought forth in pain. We, can't, we don't know that for sure. But here's what we do know for sure. There are no special talents or abilities listed next to his name, are there? It doesn't say, how many remember you go back when the children of Israel chose Saul as their first, uh, first, what, their first king? What did it say about him? Now, he was tall and handsome. And he was ready for battle. What were they saying? He had some natural talents and abilities. We are not told that Jabez was tall or handsome or had any great natural skill or natural ability. He was just a dude. But God used him anyway. I think here's another thing that we write this down. Jabez had ambition. Jabez had some ambition. And guys, my prayer is you've got some ambition to be better than you are today. I think far too often, sometimes in Christian circles, we, we, we want to pretend that anybody with any ambition at all is unspiritual. Can I just tell you, write this down. The pastor says that's unbiblical. Now, success shouldn't be all of our life, especially if it's at the expense of our family and our kids. But, but, but what do you mean he had great ambition? Well, I don't have to read between the lines. He says it. What does Jabez pray? God, enlarge my territory. How many of you would say that's a little ambitious? Man, guys, when we leave out of here, we want good character. Man, I need to be ready for an uphill battle, but I also want to have some ambition. If you're a business owner, have some ambition. 
Man, if you're, if you're in a marriage relationship, have some ambition. I want a great marriage. I want great kids. I want this. I want that. Man, have some ambition. We see it. He does. And, and, and I think the next thing, you might want to write this down. These are all things that just set the pace. All right? Good character, prepared for the uphill battle, had some ambition. And then we're going to talk about what he asked for here in a second. And here's number four. Jabez developed a prayer life. Jabez had a good prayer life. So those four things, good character, was willing to fight an uphill battle. Man, as you think, not only was he willing to fight, fight an uphill battle, he just was journeying forward in such a way that, that he said, God, would you bless me in every way and in every space possible? And so as you think through your mind, do you have the kind of character that God can really bless? Do you have the kind of character that, that God is going to bless? Uh, are you willing to fight an uphill battle? Do you have the kind of ambition that God wants? And then do you have a prayer life? So if you've got all four of those, let me show you the kind of prayer to pray. Here it is. You ready? Let's just continue to read. What did Jabez ask for? Number one, he asked that God would bless him. Once you develop the prayer life, you've got great ambition, you've got the character, you're willing to fight an uphill battle, then I develop a prayer life, what do you pray? Pray that God would bless you. Say so where do you see that? Verse 10. It says, Jabez cried out, that means prayed to God, the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me. There it is. You've set the groundwork. Good character, willing to fight an uphill battle. I've got ambition. I've got an ongoing daily conversation, prayer life with God. Say, God, I wish that you would bless me. He cried out. He begged it. That word cried out in the Hebrew means he did it over and over and over and over again. He talks with God every day. Crying out to God every day. I love what Jesus said in John chapter 17, verse 15. I love what he said. He says, my prayer is not that you would take them out of the world, but that you would protect them from the evil one while they're in this world. What he's saying, even as you pray for God's blessing, pray for his protection. Because that's exactly what we're going to see. He asked for God's blessings. Then the second thing he says, give me increase. Remember, we talked about he had great ambition. So here it is. Jump forward. It says, enlarge my territory, verse 10. And so here it is. God, I pray that you would bless me. God, I pray that you would enlarge my territory. But remember, the undergirding of it all was great character. I developed character. I'm willing to fight an uphill battle. I'm willing to use whatever I have. I do have great, great ambition, but I'm going to trust God. And I'm going to pray to God over and over again. So he prays, enlarge my territory. Here's number three. What did he pray for? God, I want your presence and your guidance. You say, where do you see this? He says, let your hand be with me. What is he saying? When we think God's hand with us, it's guidance and protection. That God guide me, God point the way, but also protect me. It's the idea that uh, we find in, in God's word where uh, Proverbs 3, ch 3, chapter 5 and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, listen to this, acknowledge Him, and He will make your ways straight. I love that. When you come back and you bring that idea back into Jabez's life, God's protection and God's hand working for us, I think what that means is trust the Lord. Don't lean to your own understanding. 
In all your ways, acknowledge him. And I love that last phrase. And he will make your path straight. That literally means he will straighten out your messed up paths. Did you get that? That's really what that Hebrew says. Is that there are times you and I make a mess out of things. How many of you know that? I, I got to confess to you as your pastor, there have been a time or two that I've made a mess of things. Way more than a time or two. And I absolutely know as I look back that God fixed the path. Why? Because as best I could, I'd walked with good character. I had the right kind of ambition. I was willing to fight an uphill battle. I treated people right. I did the right thing. It still turned into a mess. And I think there were times that God just straightened the path. But I truly believe that I laid the groundwork for God to just step in and say, yeah, John Mark, you need to let me fix this one. And guys, that's the kind of lives we want to live. Ones that we have absolutely paved the way for one of two things. For God to do what he did for Jabez, enlarge the territory, or God to fix an honest mess I've made. And guys, we can get to both of those places. But if I've laid the groundwork with that good character, the, the fighting uphill battles, the, the not being lazy, working hard, serving God, when I get to the end of the road, I truly believe that God will enlarge our territory or He'll fix a mess. And both of those are good things. So that's why I say, man, He says, God, expand my territory, enlarge my territory. God, let your hand be with me. And here's the last one. He prayed that God would perfect, protect him from harm. So where do you see that? Just continue to reverse it. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. Notice that word pain comes back in. God, let my life be as painless as possible. How many of you think that's not a bad prayer? How many of you have, uh, have realized that as you age, the more you sit down and have, have breakfast, lunch, or dinner with a friend, the more you talk about the pain that is going on in your life? He says, Lord, keep me from pain. Uh, I think the pain he's talking about could be a physical pain. Remember, name Jabez. He, he could be fighting an uphill battle. So maybe there's some of you in here today that you've got some pain in your life. And you wonder if God can use me, if God will enlarge my territory. Live like Jabez and ask God to keep you from pain. Maybe your pain in here isn't a physical pain. Maybe it's a relational pain. Maybe some of you, you're going through a divorce or you've been through a divorce. You've been through this. You've been through that. And you wonder, can God use me? Yeah. Just start living like Jabez. God will expand your territory. Cottonwood Creek, place to do it. Maybe some in here, you got some spiritual pain. 
You've had some times in your past where somebody you really looked up to spiritually let you down, walked away from the faith, did something you don't understand. Pray, God, keep me from pain. And show me a new mentor. Show me someone else I can follow. Guys, I truly believe right now we're just a list of names. But as I look around this place, I see a few dudes that God wants to make into a Jabez. That's not out of anyone's reach. What's even better, when I look around this room, I think God is willing to make every man in this room a Jabez. For your family, for your friends, for your church, and for his kingdom. Let's pray. God, as we leave here today, let us be the kind of men that are willing to be Jabez's. That we're willing to stand out in the midst of other men and a list of other names. That we're willing to walk with character. That we're willing to fight uphill battles. That we're going to have godly ambition to be the best we can be. We're also going to pray and learn to pray. God, bless me. God, enlarge my territory. God, protect me. And God, keep me from harm. And if we do that, we'll be better today than we were yesterday. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. Have a great day. Thanks for tuning in to today's Bible study. For more information regarding Cottonwood Creek, go to cottonwoodcreek.org. And we hope you tune in next time for more episodes of Men's Bible Study.